Hello, my friend and beautiful badass human. It is your friend, Megan Miller, intentional living expert, founder of the Intentional Living Method, TEDx and global speaker, creator and host of Apple's top 15% podcast because of you. That is this podcast community right here, attention to intention. And behind all that, because we love a great beat a accolade in our world, don't we? Don't we love to introduce ourselves with the shit that we accomplished? Here's what I want you to know. I'm someone that has struggled with high-functioning anxiety the majority of my life. This crippling need to get you to like me. This being addicted to achievement at all costs and not knowing who I was, what I wanted, until I had a breakdown. And now I am teaching to you, my friend, eight years after that breakout breakdown, these tangible tools that I am still learning to this day to live with intention, to change your self-talk. Because when you can do that, my friend, a whole new world awaits and you don't need to exist. You can create a life that you want to be a part of. And I'm here to do that with you. Welcome to Attention to Intention. My friends, my friends, my friends, my friends, I got to tell you guys, please keep sending me messages about this podcast community. I can't tell you how much it means to me. You know, our world, and listen, if you're right here with me, you're not alone in this. Our world can get you sucked into the likes and the downloads and all of these things. And it's not about that. It's not about that. It is about you knowing that you're not alone and sharing with you these tools and this conversation that I was so hungry for, for so long. And that lights my soul on fire in a way that an algorithm uh, or an achievement just can't. So please keep sharing them with me. And I think that's also a lesson to share with people in your life when they've done something that means something to you. And it can be something so simple as you see someone pick up a piece of trash on the street. Hey, that was really cool. It can be something like smiling to someone. Hey, you have a really nice smile. It can be something like telling your partner that meant the world to me when you pick that up for me at the grocery store. It doesn't need to be a big shit, people. It can change your relationships. It can change uh, the way that people um, show up to you. I'm a firm believer. What you put out, you get back. So take a moment to tell someone when they do something that you think is really damn cool. The ripple impact is more than we know. I got two asks of you, my friend. Two asks. Ask number one. One thing I have learned universally from delivering the intentional living method and these mindset hacks, these science-backed hacks to 44 rooms last year, 5,000 people globally was this. This is great, Meg. Great, love this content for an hour, 90 minutes, two hours, half a day, whatever we got. But now what? Now what? Now what do I do? And that is one of the many reasons I created Empower Her Circles to give you a space a sacred space to hear yourself in our very busy worlds. That's the last thing we ever have time to do is we're so busy getting our checklist done of everybody else's needs and wants of our time. 
to create a sacred space to hear yourself, to get the tried and tested tools that it took me eight years to learn in three months and to do it with a tribe of other women. Because here's the thing, women have this beautiful gift where we can see things in each other that we can't see in ourselves. And you stepping into your damn power, getting out of that crippling narrative that you can't do the thing, you can't do that on your own. So that's why Empower Her is created. It's three months Three months, we meet bi-weekly for 45 minutes. It's 250 bucks. What's that, 85 bucks a month? I think you're worth it. You spend more, more money than that on shit on Amazon you don't need. If this is of interest to you, I need you to sign up ASAP because we are closing down shop on Wednesday, January 24th. So I need you to go to Megan-Miller.com, go to Empower Her Circles, and just claim your seat if it is of interest to you at all you're worth it my friend the other ask that i have of you if you're in the philadelphia area you know the one thing that has been blaringly obvious for me in my own journey and now i can see at 40 here's to the beautiful gift of self-reflection is that the rooms you stand in who you stand beside matter and our digital screen filled world can be exhausting mentally and physically and it can have you feel that you're the only one going through this shit and everyone else has it figured out but you so you just need to work harder maybe you're not doing the thing right did you know that 76 percent of our gen z women so that is ages 11 to 26 have raised their hand and said i'm struggling with overwhelm and anxiety And I truly believe that that is the screen heavy world that we are living in. And it's amplifying this feeling of isolation that you need to figure it out on your own and you don't. So here's what I want you to do. If you're in the Philadelphia area, I want you to join us on February 8th at Westchester University. Uh, I am sitting down. We're coming together elbow to elbow with Lisa Bard, who is the Next Stump CEO. She is going to be featured on next week's podcast episode. She's a true badass. And we have this mass down human first conversation with you all about sharing our stories. What lessons did we learn? I truly believe someone can teach you in 15 minutes what it took them 15 years to learn if you listen. And you will leave that room with tangible tools to get out of your own damn head to answer what do I want and a tribe to do it with. I am linking it in the show notes below. If you're looking for a tribe of women, man, just get get your ass in this room because it is going to be a beautiful, soul-quenching conversation that you need to be a part of. So this week, we're talking about the blah feeling that you can have around your body. Does that does that ring a bell? You know, God, I'm I could go down so many paths with this conversation. You know, you can tell yourself something for so long that you can forget that you can control it. There's something about this living on autopilot that over eighty percent of us do. This Groundhog's Day rinse and repeat, and you forget that if you want to change it, you can. And one of those things can be your body. You know, perception, man, what a gift that that is. It's so funny. 
you ever have this where you feel like you're going through the hardest time in your life and you ask yourself, I'm never going to get through this. And whether that's a few weeks, a few months, a few years, that you then look back and think in the rearview mirror, man, that wasn't that hard. So for me lately, I didn't even realize all of these struggles that I've had with my body until these two things happened. And I thought, God, I got to share them with you. One was the picture board that my mother beautifully and handcrafted. Uh, I still have it in my office because I just uh, I can't take it down because it just means so much to me. It was my whole life journey. Uh, she did that for my 40th birthday, one of the best gifts. And the other was looking through photos with my best friend of 27 years last week. Here's to the gift of printing out a damn photo. This is Michael and I are going to get so intentional on this this year is printing out photos. We're bringing back photo albums because there's something so beautiful. It brings the memory right back to life when you can touch it and you can feel it. And as I looked through those pictures and I struggled at first, do you ever do that where you have a hard time looking through some some old pictures of you because you see a completely different moment in time like the anxiety that maybe no one else saw, the shit that you were struggling with behind closed doors. And as I looked at those pictures, I saw a lot of anxiety that I didn't wasn't even aware of and that I didn't have the knowledge or the toolkit to share or to ask for help. And the other thing I saw was this chubby kid, this chubby kid with jacked up teeth and just so uncomfortable in her body. You know, I was raised by this beautiful, strong, single mother who worked two jobs to keep a roof over our head. And we were raised on Pennsylvania Dutch food of meat and potatoes. I wasn't an active kid. You know, it's so funny how you can become put in a lane. So my brother was the athletic kid. I was the studier. I was the bookworm. Right. And it's so I never even realized how much that really stuck with me throughout my childhood. And sometimes it just becomes who you are. Think about that, how you can inherit your family's narrative or your community's narrative about who you are. And then you never even think to step out of that lane. So this continued in my own journey into my college years where, whoo, Anyone that has been to college, I bet you can raise your hand and said you maybe plumped on a few pounds. The booze, the dining hall food. God, I just ate like I treated my body like shit for that entire four years. And now I look back on those pictures and I wasn't even aware of this at the time, but I felt so uncomfortable in my body. I became the funny girl. Because I needed a validation because I wasn't an athletic girl. I didn't feel that I was a pretty girl. So I thought, well, what can I be? I can be a funny girl. And that was the lane I was in. I numbed myself with food and booze. I was a mean girl because I just felt like shit in my body. And I was jealous of everyone. Didn't have the awareness to even realize that. And... That now, quite frankly, I can look back and think that that was why I made a lot of the decisions I made around the people that I dated 
that were not good for me mentally or, you know, I could go down so many paths with this. But you ever look back at your younger self and you're like, God, I could just slap him right upside the head. And I think that about these men that I dated that I was so desperate to get them to like me that I would do anything. I would sacrifice myself at all costs. I would stay in relationships that I knew I wasn't meant to. And all of it came down to my lack of self-esteem. And I wasn't even aware of it. And then 10 years ago, again, this goes back to who you surround yourself with the conversations you have matter, I started to get into working out. And at that point, it was an effort to get fit. And it was about the scale. And it was about the gene size. And I would do the cleanses. I would do the the um, fasting. I would make just these very difficult goals for myself. And I thought it had to be so hard. Oh my God, guys, I remember doing this cleanse one time and I cried (laughs) because I was so hungry. What the fuck was I doing? Like that's sustainable. You know, I was just talking to Michael the other day. I hate this bullshit about dry January because guess what happens in fucking February, right? You... You know, when you cut yourself off from the thing, I'm no longer eating the cookies. I'm not eating the sugar. I'm not doing the thing. How long does that last? Like for so long in my journey, I thought it had to be so hard, so hard. And if I wasn't struggling, if it wasn't exhaustive to me, if it wasn't consuming me, then I felt that I was failing. Does that make sense? And what I realized when I started to to put this episode outline for you all thinking about my own journey, which thank you for giving me the platform to do this. I hope you take a moment to reflect on your own narrative that you've been telling yourself about your body. If you're in the car right now, afterwards, I hope you hit pause or pause right now if you want to and think about your own narrative that you've been telling yourself about your body. And when was the last time that you checked that shit? You know, three years ago, when I had started to plan for the wedding, Michael and I getting married, I saw how my mom reacted to keto and I saw how it was transforming her body. Now, listen, I'm a Pennsylvania Dutch girl. Like, I don't even I didn't even know what keto was. We lived off potatoes. We lived off bread. And I was just so used to feeling bloated in my body. I didn't know any difference. And so I began to feel better in my body, but it was still a struggle. Guys, I remember leading up to the wedding and crying to my friends saying, I am so hungry. What the fuck? Like, just eat. (laughs) And now I look back and I think, why did I constantly feel that it had to be so hard? And then within the last two years, I started to get into the best shape of my life. And I began to feel really good about my body. And I saw how it transformed my self-talk, every conversation that I had. And it was with this one question that I missed throughout this entire journey. And I want you to have it so that you can begin to feel great in your body. You can begin to show up with confidence you can begin to rewire that self-talk and take action on the life that you want. And that becomes a hell of a lot easier 
when you feel good in your body. And it was this, how am I going to feel on the other end of this? That's simple. How am I going to feel on the other end of this? You know, last night I spent time, Michael and I went up to spend time with our family in Connecticut. I just love these beautiful humans and they're Greek, my sort of humans. And there's a lot of food and a lot of drinking and a lot of love and a lot of laughter. And my beautiful niece bought these amazing cookies that I was Homer Simpson over and I didn't touch them because I thought to myself, how am I going to feel on the other end of this? I'm going to feel like shit. It's not worth it. And I'm okay with that. And so I want you to do the same thing, whether it's the cookie, whether it's the grabbing another drink, whether it's running through the fast food because you don't have time to eat a healthier meal, whether that's laying on the couch instead of moving your body, how am I going to feel on the other end of it? Because here's what I've learned in my journey that I would love to share with you. It's not about the damn scale. It's not about the jeans. It's not about how you look in the bathing suit. It's about how when you feel good in your body, you show up the best possible way you can in your life. Think about Thanksgiving. Do you feel like lighting the world on fire after you've had that big turkey meal? Or do you just want to lay down and fall asleep? The way that you feel about your body, it impacts how you show up in every conversation. And you deserve to show up in the best possible way of you. So enough with the cleanses, enough with the fasts, enough with the diets, and let's reframe it to how am I going to feel on the other end of this? And that's, that's it, my friend. I am so happy that you spent time with me today in this kitchen table conversation with Moa, sharing my own language on my own body struggles that hell, I wasn't even aware of half of it. I am so happy that you're here and that you did something for you. And that's really damn cool. So thank you. If you liked this episode, please like it on the platform that you're listening to. It makes a difference in getting our words out into the world and building our community like a garden with no ends. Like it. Subscribe to it if you haven't already so you get the latest updates on the episodes as soon as they come out. And share it with your tribe. If there's three people in your community that you know are struggling with their body right now and this content would resonate, please share it with them because I think it's one of the best gifts that we can give to each other and our friendships and our relationships and those that we know is content that elevates us and motivates us. Until next time, my friend, carry on with intention. <laughs>